Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Welcome, everybody. I'm Elizabeth Pugwell and I'm here with... CJ. And we are Sober Sisters Talk, the podcast. Um, This is still... We're still in the month of February. We're talking about dating because... I think this is sort of like a pinnacle, like, you know, it's either the relationship or the dating. And there's a lot of women that I know in my circle that are on the dating app, which is a whole new way of dating for a lot of people, a lot of generations. For some, it's just the way you do it. But um, it does bring up some stuff. And um, CJ and I have a guest today, um, and we're going to talk about what you're bringing on the date with you or what you're bringing into the dating process with you. Are you bringing your trauma? <laughs> Are you bringing your addiction? Are you bringing your anorexia? So I want to introduce Dina. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank Dina. you. Can I introduce myself as Dina Love Fantasy Addict? Whatever you want to do. Yes, Dina Love and Fantasy Addict. Okay. So um, the first thing that I wanted to do is um, I wanted you to share a little bit about your experience um, with online dating. Um, how long have you been doing it? You know, I know you have a sponsor and, and what that was like in creating your dating plan. Would you just give us a little summary, a synopsis there? Yes. So quickly, um, I, was, I started, I, mean, I finished my steps over the summer and was clear to date. I, did, I worked with my previous sponsor um, on a dating plan and um, was clear to date sometime in June or July. And I had had a plan, uh, a trip plan with my best friend and we were going to go for 10 days. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to hold off on dating uh, or even looking on the apps or signing up on that because I really wanted to be present for this trip uh, with my girlfriend um, and just not be distracted because I didn't want to be swiping. And I knew that that would you know, kind of hinder the trip. So we did that. Uh, I went on my trip, and my friend's like, hey, let me help you out with this, your profile. Let's look into this together. So it was kind of a girl bonding experience to kind of look on the apps and start a profile. So I started, uh, when I got back into town, I went on a date in August. So I went on my first date in August. So I, I guess I started late July and um, actually started dating in, um, in a person in August so I guess that's where I started and then um so I did sign up for one app I didn't want to be on too many apps actually later I did sign up on a different app and it was a lot of fake profiles and a lot of really weird stuff so I canceled it really quickly within a month month but um you wanted me just to talk about the apps or just kind of like or like like the process or how, how, clear, how clear were you in the 
question i don't mean to interrupt but in your dating plan i don't mean to interrupt and i just did in your dating plan how specific was it about the apps in particular in terms of how much time you would spend on them or like the how much stuff you would put in your profile not just like once you decided to engage with one but like how much time you spent in the yeah so with my sponsor you know she said just keep it as an introduction. Like, she had certain things that she told me to do. Let's just say, keep it as an introduction. And then my friend was like, well, you know, you, you may want to, like, add these things that you are interested in so you're aligning or getting, attracting people that are in, interested in similar things. So I wanted to bring me to the table and my, what interests me, I, I love and be honest, like, hey, I have kids. Hey, I have rescue dogs. Hey, you know, but I'm an, a teacher. And I, but I love these things. These are part of who I am. Like, and, Whoever is looking at me on these apps, whatever app, like, that's, hopefully they see that. You know, they're not just swiping at pictures or whatever. Um, so we went, my sponsor and I did, you know, had a plan in place. And it wasn't, they weren't as specific, like, how much time to be on it. I just had to be very mindful of how much time I was spending and, like, know that, you know, I didn't want to treat it. Like, social media can be something I have to be aware of. Like, I don't want to... If I start swiping and I'm in that kind of zone, like, there's other things I could be doing with my time besides that. So that's something I'm just aware of. And so I know, if, like, if I were to treat dating and like that, that's the same kind of thing. Like, you start... It's a waste of time and you're kind of spiraling into that kind of... You're getting sucked in. It's like what I was telling I think that that's something that I think I know I have to be really careful of. And I have to be careful of not doing it at all like I can um you know I had I have to have specific times in my day where I like I do it in the morning and then I do it in the evening when I get home and right. like in a nap otherwise you know it's too easy I you know my anorexia comes up and I'm like because it, it's kind of overwhelming and there's a yeah. lot of them and you know so I had to be careful in that way Absolutely. I mean, it's overwhelming is like the word, and I, I would have to get off of them and check off, you know, get off of not checking the messages. I had to make sure I didn't have the notifications on because it's too much. Like, it makes me, and even when I was getting on the apps, like, it would, or on the app, it would make me super anxious. Like, for some reason, that just, like, it's, it just riddled me with anxiety. So I had to put it down. It's, I don't like apps. Thanks um, for sharing that. I really want to acknowledge and highlight how you said that you were thoughtful and mindful about waiting until after your trip. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, for, I love that too. for me, I enter into things without thinking like, well, what's coming up on the horizon? And then my mind may be um, preoccupied in the old, before recovery, it would have been obsession. So... Really good work there. Thank you. And actually, it was even doing that in that little step of taking that time for the extra 10 days, I 
I was able to recognize things from, I knew someone from college and, and Santa Fe. And so we bumped into him at our opening, you know, kind of connected, like just, I mean, like we saw, my friend and I saw him and he was just so self-absorbed and he didn't ask about how are you doing, but he talked about how his family trauma and all this stuff. And it just felt like he was trying to get me to connect on that trauma. Like, and all of me would have said, Hey, like, Oh, I know that. That's familiar. Let me talk about that with him. Like, but I was like, I don't want to go there. So it was kind of good for me to see that. Like, and the next day we went on this fly fishing trip and, um, with my, my girlfriend and I, we, we had the most incredible guide, you know, he, he was so polite and he created this picnic for lunch for us, this beautiful spread. And he asked about our jobs and our families. And he talked about, he spoke about his family and, how much he loved his sister. And it was just like seeing those two different individuals, like light and dark, like it was so beautiful and like gave me so much like awareness. Like, oh, like, get- I felt like that was a lesson in itself. I'm getting chills I- right now, head to toe chills, <laughs> thinking about all of the guys that I connected with over like the miserable parts of life. And it's that. Right false intimacy and it makes it feel like oh we're talking about things that people don't want to talk about but and it and so I think oh there's that connection this is my soulmate no that is really a sign for that person plus me that I don't have any boundaries and I don't have any danger filter and I connect with people or connect I rush in without even knowing them and then therefore you know get get my heart broken um, seeing what it is that you want and not like and not like going after that guy romantically but just knowing like this is the kind of relationship that I want and I do that with men I have a lot of I work in an environment where there's a lot of very powerful men and um I used to have a male boss and we had a very similar relationship to what I want and I could say I want a guy like that but not not go after it because it's not I don't want him. I just want to feel like I do when I'm with him. You know? Right. It's an awareness. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I just feel like so much of this dating, like, so part of, part of the thing is with the dating app, like, what I started, I started editing my profile because I dated one guy for three months and I wanted it to work and I wanted it, you know, and I could see, like, I can see there's a few things I, I definitely learned from that. I learned, like, first of all, like, I need to be true to myself. Like, if someone doesn't want to be exclusive and I want to be exclusive, that's that's not aligned, you know? And it took, it took me a few months to figure that out. Um, but then at the end, when he was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I just see you as a friend. I was just like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, having friends, is, being friends is an important part of a relationship, but that's the one word that he, that he put in there. Which part? Just. <laughs> yeah. And he said, I don't, I'm not romantic dating you, is what he said. And I was like, I just see yeah, it. When, when, when people use that word about me, well, I just, because my ex husband said the same thing to me. I feel, I love you like a sister. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't fuck your sister, you know? Right. <laughs> you talk <laughs> as if that's right, hopefully. I was going to yeah. say, you know, I'm from Kentucky, right? And uh, 
That's awful. I probably I will. It. I probably will edit that out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what I was thinking was that, you know, I've married my dad. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, yeah, like, we but are attracted to family funny. stuff, though. It does feel familiar. It does. Well, I think that's the thing is, is that we do look for men that represent those feelings. I knew when I had kids that I was the first, the first woman that my sons fell in love with. Right. Um, because, and it is an opposite sex attraction, but it's not sexual. But right. I get to teach them what a woman is, you know, and how a woman is in, in life, you know, and what, a, you know, what women are like and what they're capable of. But it's not, but it's, I think if it's, if it feels like it's minimizing your relationship with them, you know, even if he didn't say to you, well, I just think of you as a friend, he still is saying that and you interpreted it that way. You know, like for some reason you weren't elevated to the, you know, romantic partner. You were down here with the just friend. And and he was like, oh, I'm going to continue seeing you if that's okay with you. I'm like, no, no, yeah. (laughs) that's very brave of you too yeah so I think there's a couple of things so after dating him and that's when I really started going in and kind of fine-tuning the language in my profile um to really because I really wanted to attract like a person that wanted the same thing as me and I think that's really important to kind of say what you want um and, and because that's what you'll, you'll get. And yeah, that might scare people off. Those people that I scare off, they're not for me. I let them be scared off. That's okay. Um, and I've always thought, you know, like sometimes for some people, I'm a, I'm a lot of, too, it could be too considered, I'm putting air quotes on, too much of a woman. Uh, I think for my ex-husband, I was too much of a woman. And, you know, that gave him a little bit of a, like a complex or something. And What does that mean? What does that mean to be too much of a woman? I mean, I speak my mind. Um, my art is very um, kind of feminine and not feminist necessarily, but feminine feminist. Um, and I, I, I push boundaries with that. I mean, I don't mean push boundaries in the term we use boundaries in, in recovery, but I push limits. I push, I challenge the cultural limits of art. It's not a flower that you're painting. It's like, yeah. I'm, you know, showing labias and brightnesses. Like, so, um, and yeah, some guys can make some guys uncomfortable. That's okay. That's, I want a guy that can do that and that's okay with them. Like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. Before we go on, I wanted you to talk a little bit about, and you can finish that thought, but I did want you to share what it was that you put in the profile when you edited it to um, reveal what you were looking for. Okay. You okay, didn't yeah. say just friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking for. So I definitely, I, I turn offs when I would look on, on, on dating app, but it would be like, if a guy says, Oh, I'm looking for my soulmate or my other half. I, the way I see it, the way I come to partnership and I don't always say relationship. I'll say partnership when I'm looking at a romantic partner um, is that I'm coming, I am looking, I, I am coming as a whole human being. I have worked hard to become whole. I've worked, you know, I've been healing, I've been on this healing journey and this recovery path. And I 
and and then I want to be a whole person, not fill a hole or be someone other's other, someone else's other half. I am me, holy. And I sometimes actually will say holy W H O L whatever, and uh, and then H O L Y holy. Like there's a definitely a, a spiritual spiritual aspect to all of this. Um. So yeah, I I I was seeking partnership with someone. I am speaking speaking a cute and tongue tied. Sorry, I am seeking partnership with someone, um, not coming from a, I guess a part. Sorry, I totally lost it there. Not, not seeking that person to come and, and fill a void in your life. Right, right. I don't want. I don't. I don't want someone to fix me. I, I've got this. You know. I'm. You know. I've worked hard to. I'm a single mom, but like I've worked hard to be in the financial position I am today. Um, and I, you know, I've worked hard on my mental, emotional, spiritual person, and I don't want someone to fix me, and I don't, I'm not broken, like, that's another big part that my therapist always says, I'm not broken, and that's important. You know, and, and I love the way that you do this, because you and I had a conversation, and, um, we'll get to the, what the conversation was, but it was about words that you were using. And I love what you said, like, use language that attracts the person that you want. You know, that is so important to me. And to not use words like, you know, my better half, you know, or my other half, or my soulmate, you know, that. And and I think that it's just so important to know exactly what you want, because that, I think that using words that are common is really clear to me that you don't really know what you want because you're using this phrase instead of like you know what i want i want a partner i want somebody that will you know go on adventures with me right somebody to pay my rent you know that's not what i'm looking for or if it is be honest about it (laughs) yeah you know i mean i said in my thing also i'm self-sufficient and i i am not afraid to say what i want and what my needs are like i you know and Again, that's something that's pretty much forgot. Yeah. You know, that's what I mean. Like, right. I think, like I think it's not only using the words, because I 100% believe our words create, but it's also being the kind of person that you're trying to attract. Exactly. You are what you attract. Exactly. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. All right. So let's go into the, 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 you ended that relationship and then, um, you had a situation that you called me about when you were going to go camping. Do you remember that? Yes. Are you comfortable sharing that? You don't have to share the, the, the details, but yes, I, I, I loved what you did because you were being, you were preparing for it. Yes. Yeah, so I was, I had a friend coming from out of town. He's a wildlife photographer. It's a male. Um, which, you know, we was, was coming into town, we were like, we're going camping for one night at a state park to go, so, because we're going to shoot wildlife, photograph wildlife, and, um, you know, I didn't know, like, if he liked me, I didn't know if he had, you know, what his intentions were, and I was a little bit nervous, like, oh my god, we're going to be camping together, you know, there's a tent or whatever, and I was just like, my head was like, oh shit, like, I mean, I, I didn't, I trusted myself, and I trusted him, but when I spoke to my sponsor about it, my last sponsor, 
she was like, oh no, like, and it just made me feel criticized, and it also made me feel like, like I couldn't trust myself, and I was putting myself in the dangerous, and maybe that would be dangerous for some people, uh, a situation for some people, but I think coming from, I, 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 I don't know, I think well, I was just so worked up over it, and I think what was, what was coming, it was starting to create noise in my head, like this, uh, critics, and what I, unfortunately, what I heard from my sponsor at the time um, was my mom's voice, kind of like, yeah. you know what's go- what goes on when you go camping. And I was thinking, I don't know what kind of camping yeah, that's going on. Yeah, it was yeah, like, like shaming, like, well, you can't be doing that. I mean, you're a grown woman. If you want to do that, you can. Yeah, but the thing was, like, that wasn't, we go camping. I mean, if, if we, I mean... Camp, people would go camping. I think they were kind of like a different breed. I mean, I would go backpacking in the mountains and like for days, like, and like, if for some reason you go into hypothermia, you're going to use body temperature to like, I mean, this is mountains and not Texas, right? But you're going to like hold each other. For me and my best friend were experiencing that, like, we would hold each other, right? Like, that, that was, that would create body temperature. Like, it doesn't have, I mean, it's sexual, you know? So for me, like, I don't know. I feel like my, my last sponsor just, that may have been a risky situation for her, and I have to acknowledge, like, maybe, you know, that may have brought up some fear and discomfort for her. It wasn't necessarily me that created that. Um, but, yeah, my head was... a big example of what are you bringing into your life situations. Who are you bringing on the date? Are you bringing you or are you bringing your mom or your dad, you know, right. or your sponsor? Right. And that's true. I mean, the thing that, that was nice was, like, and I hung out with my friend, and we went, he went and he got up in the morning, and he shot at, we went and shot in the morning, and, you know, it just was, like, we were two different people, I mean, it wasn't a problem, like, it just was, like, I overthought it, I overanalyzed, I freaked myself out about something, and then I got all crazy with the thoughts of my sponsor in my head, and it just, it was, I didn't have to worry about it. It was a pure, perfectly platonic camping trip. Yes. Yeah. I think it's, it was, it's just it like was, how in the program we our bottom lines are self-defined with our sponsor and it would depend on where you are in your recovery. And I don't understand this camping culture that you're talking about. Um, I'm not part of it. So I would have to say not in a shaming way, not in a shaming way, but you know, if I had a sponsee, and maybe if the sponsee had worked their steps and they were doing great in program and had all this, I think there's a lot of qualifiers. I mean, not the qual. You know what I mean? That word. That word. Um, and like, I wonder would it have been different if your friend was going to stay at your place or y'all were going to get a hotel together? I don't know, but I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, what I just love is that. You reached out and talked about it. It wasn't a secret. And so anything I would think I would want to keep a secret, then maybe like I might have think in the back of my head, oh, this could happen, you right. know, but um, I just love how sure of yourself you were that like yeah. you weren't going to go there. And when we even talked about it, it was like that, you know, because it was like, and I think too, one of the things I think that you do really well, Dana, is you are able to assess who's the right person for me to talk to about this, which is very important for me, you know, rather than take, because I remember early on in my program, I took a problem to somebody and she said, so how does that make you feel? 
And I was just like, really important that you are that you can I feel safe but this is going on and so there's some you know drama in here and I don't know what and that's why I feel like I have to trust myself a lot more like and I mean I I mean I know that can feel scary sometimes and when you're like oh I'm in this program and what am I doing but you know I spoke with my therapist I had talked about it like the week before at a couple of different meetings I you might know, talk to my sponsor she said talk with some other women in law so I called Elizabeth and like you know I just really just have to go with it and it, yeah so yeah. I think the intention and knowing what you want is you know high level here I think that's just going into it with the intention so we're, we're getting close on time, but I wanted to go into the relationship where you are and then that text message that you sent me about, you know, using that word dumped, you know, and, and what the semantics, okay? Yes, yes. Okay, so, yeah, so around the same time that this whole camping trip thing happened, this guy messaged me on the dating app. And he was totally outside of my normal, what my parameters were. He's a little bit older, you know, he's... I forgot what else. There was something else that, oh, he's taller than I would have dated. Like, <laughs> um, so he's I was like, oh, I don't know. I know. He's like, I was like, you're 6'3, that's really tall. And he's like, only when I'm standing up or something like that. I was just like, oh, that's true. Like, but so he came to the archer. Like, my friend was in town. Came with, my photo friend came in town. Like, we went camping that night and then. This guy that I'm, I'm seeing now, like, he messaged me. He was like, well, because I told him I was going to an art show with my, my friend. And um, my girlfriend also, my friend Tracy also had some stuff showing that night. So I um, we uh, went to this art show. Oh, because this guy was like, well, how can I find out about this art show? And I was just like, oh, well. And I didn't think it was his thing because, you know, he's, um, I don't know. I just didn't think it would be his thing. But he showed up. And it was pretty awesome, you know. Um, we talked, and he was like, I'd like to have coffee with you tomorrow. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and it just went smoothly. So, um, and we had texted a few times earlier that week, and it just, like, we were kind of aligned, and, you know, we spoke the same language. And um, so we had gone uh, to coffee for, like, an hour and a half, and then we went on a walk one day and then we decided to go to dinner like he's like well, I'm gonna take you to dinner so we went to dinner that's a really good progression though so you texted and communicated a little bit on the app and then um you meet in person so you know your the the physical part is there there's chemistry and then the walk and then and the What was yeah. the timeline, though? Um, because um, I can do that, like, within an hour. Like, <laughs> the timeline, like, so, you know, the, when I first started dating, I was really, like, specific, like, oh, this and that. And, like, I kind of, like, I'm going with the flow. Like, what feels right with, with each person, right? right? I've dated other people and other dates. It's just, like, one date or maybe two dates. Like, that's it. Like, so it's kind of like each person brings unique thing to the table and I'm, I'm trusting my feelings so I think it was a week if you want to get technical that we went from the 
that to dinner. I think it was about a week, um, maybe a week and a half. But we go to this, we go to dinner. It's a really nice restaurant, and um, we had a lovely time. We held my hand on the way out, like and I was just like, "Wow, this was nice." And um, you know, he already knew that I was in small, and I because I was upfront with that, and I, I feel like because that's part of me and who I am and my my program and my healing journey. And I think that's important for me to share that when I am dating. I know that's not for everybody, but for me, it's important. Um, so. Um, I had this conversation at the end of that night, everything was so beautiful and he had showed me his house and was, I felt like he was being very vulnerable and intimate. And I, I told him something like, Hey, this is something that I think I should tell you about me. And it was nothing like super, it was, it's nothing bad. I didn't think it was anything bad, but he was like, well, I'm going to have to process that. And it was something that he thought might be a non-negotiable. And I was just like, Oh crap, I just ruined something good. And so I went into like, I was like, let me think about it and I'll, 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 I'll get back to you and I'll check in with you. And I felt so uncomfortable. I felt like I had screwed it up. I went into that inner critic of me, like, you didn't deserve this. You are not good enough, you know. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. Oh, the shame yeah. and crap. And for this whole weekend, I felt like ass. I was so depressed. I was hanging, I was still doing things, I was still working out, I still went to, out with my girlfriend to dinner, to uh, shopping, like, I still was doing things that were important for me to do, I was going to talk about my behaviors, but I felt, I was depressed, I mean, I was just like, whoa, because, um, I don't know, like, I, we had a good connection, so on Sunday, he sends me a text in the morning, and he gave us this long text about fear coming up, and I, um, I, and just, like, I'm not sure, you know, this is bringing up some fears and some some stuff that was in the past, I guess. Oh, it was chaos. Also, the chaos I spoke in my life. And when I say chaos in my life, I mean, I have three dogs, I have two kids. Like, it's chaotic in my house sometimes. And my house can be a little bit messy. I'm not like, I'm a hoarder, but, you know, I don't have a maid. I don't have a housekeeper. I don't, you know, I've got Legos in the corners. I've got shit on the floor, dog hair everywhere. But, um... Anyway, that's what I meant by chaos. But he sent me this message and talking about, well, stop, well maybe uh, we, this is better as a, a friendship. And I was just like, ugh. And so I, I listened to that. I accepted it. I went to my Pilates class. I was feeling fine because I, I could hear him. I was respectful of what he was saying. And by the end of my Pilates class, I got back in my car, and I, by then I had a new sponsor in Slav that's helping me through my dating program, dating, the dating part of my recovery program. And that's when that inner critic just attacked me. And I just was crying. At first, I called my friend Tracy, and I was crying. And she was like, I think you need to call your sponsor. So I called my sponsor. And I was just like, I don't want to do the work anymore. I can't do small. Like, I just, like, it's too much. Like, because it wasn't him I was reacting to in his message it was the inner child it was my critic it was the outer child and it was just it was all this noise this awareness it was busy in my head and I just wanted it to stop I was just like I don't want to do this and I felt like kicking and creaming to screaming to my sponsor just like I want to stop and again it wasn't her, the guy I'm seeing that was um, it was just me and I hated it. I hated seeing that. And I had messaged uh, Elizabeth that morning, and she because she was messaging me about this 
thing in um, this interview, and I was like, I, um, I said, I just got dumped. And she's like, if I wanted your sponsor, like, I'd, I'd, I'd tell her something like that, how you use that language to your sponsor or something. I was just like, oh, she's right. I was just thinking, like, I knew I wasn't dumped. This is, isn't it, you know? So, I don't even think I responded to Elizabeth. I was but that is that you did it. But the thing is, I knew you got it, though. And I wasn't, like, insulted or anything. But the thing is, is, is that it was the inner critic. It was all of those other people back there yeah, talking okay. to you. Right, exactly. And so I messaged the guy back, and I was just like, you know, this is what I think, this is what I think. And I was very clear about my, my position on certain things. And I... Um, kind of like a take it or leave it this is me and also like at the bottom I was like you know I think this conversation would have been better in as a phone call or in person than a text Absolutely. and then he responded back pretty quickly and he's like you're right I'm sorry about that and it would be better you know and then he had stuff going on that weekend but then on Wednesday because we had planned to talk on Wednesday and he was he said I made reservations for us for dinner let's go let's talk and we went to dinner and we were able to go, you know, it was good because I walked into this restaurant and I, met, I saw some people I know, this older couple that I know, and I really admire. And it was good to feel that kind of good vibration and love from them, that energy, like, as I'm walking in. And then, like, he had seen someone as they were walking in. So we kind of, you know, we kind of neutralized the situ- our situation and the tension, whatever tension might have been between us. And we sat down and we talked and we... we put it all on the table. We were able to, and this is where I feel so much of this program and recovery came, and all my years of therapy, because we were able to, like, put it all on the table, be respectful of one another, have a mature conversation, and walk through this comfort together. And yeah, it was awkward and uncomfortable. We didn't know what was going to happen at the end of it, but it was so good. And at the end, it was just like, let's work on this together, you know, this is, we both handled this really well, and after that, it just became super tender, and sweet, and hand-holding, and his arm was wrong, so, and you're still seeing him? Yes, we're still seeing each other, so, and it's really good, it's really peaceful, and calm, and there's no anxiety about it, there's a positive anticipation about it, um, and I'm not future tripping. I didn't look him up online. It was another big thing. I didn't want to know more about him. Like I didn't. I want to see who he is, how he treats himself, himself, how he treats me, how he treats others, and how he is with his family, his kids. Again, like, it's that is that is giving me a, a full picture of what I need to know right now. And I'm in the process of learning him about him more. Thank um, you so much. This is just. You. So heartwarming. I feel like my emotions have been all up and down throughout this conversation. And I was going to say, oh, that's a happy ending. And it's a, it's not an ending. It's just the beginning. And this just makes me excited for you beyond belief. And anyone who needs a story of hope and strength, this is it. Thank you. And the empowerment, the empowerment that you've got for yourself to push through that. That's... That is the thing that I see in you, that that's your superpower, your own empowerment. Yeah, it is. It's been so peaceful. And finally, I, I, you know, I feel like part of the big, a big part of it is having that spiritual awakening and, like, 
that awareness has been like a light just on and like I can live in love with that light in my heart and that I attract that like that's and I treat even my kiddos at school like <laughs> with this program I'm able to bring so much more compassion and love to the classroom like it's just really very rewarding and um I do believe it's all about attraction too with this program like it's what you give you get can't say more than that. I want to thank Dina for coming on and sharing with us her experience with dating. Um, we have to close now, but I just want to encourage you, if you listen to this, if you would share it and leave a review, if you want to get in touch with us or ask any questions, you can email us at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Did I leave anything out, CJ? That's it. Tell a friend. All right. We will have we will have another dating story, another dating guest next week. So tune in. Thank you. Till next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week. <laughs>